Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun. The extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Good morning, Riss. Good morning. We were just talking and realized that we had not been recording. And We do that on purpose sometimes. I kind of did that on purpose because we needed to get some non-recordable things off our chests. <laughs> But having said that, we somehow, got, oh yeah, that's right, because we were talking about my son studying very hard and wanting to do better, and then we started talking about classes and the things we think they should have going forward. And I Like a think, study skills elective. Yeah, like home ec or shop or, or even a, a mandatory learn how to do your finances when you get older. So like balancing your checkbook and... Paying a mortgage payment, or how do you get a mortgage? Like you know, things like that. I'm going this way. Oh, okay. Just because I don't like to step in the the mud, muddy area. This isn't like that muddy. But no, yesterday it was far worse. Yes. So, I've slipped in the mud here, Riss. Oh no. PTSD. No. <laughs> so I think that life courses should be taught. Yeah, and Naomi also had to take. So in addition to study skills, she did take a life skills course, and they covered some of this stuff. In middle school. Now, having said that, I will say I'm not sure how much of it stuck. Right. So, so you really should learn maybe the last two years of high school, like junior and senior year. Or have a, like a refresher. Something. Anyway, but yeah, my dad, like for years, and it seems to have ramped up again now, he wants everyone to go back to the basics. And now somehow he is anti-college. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> Sometimes I think that way too, but go on. Well, he just doesn't think all these people need to. I'm not sure if he thinks no one should go to college or if he just doesn't think everyone should go to college. He's like, you know, they're complaining about how much money they owe in their student loans. Right. He's like, this is the government's fault. Yep. Well, maybe not. I, I'm, I didn't see it, but he was like. The government's lo- the government loans all these people this money to go to school. Right. So then in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right. So you're saying less fortunate, more disadvantaged, poor people don't deserve the same opportunities that wealthier people can buy for themselves. Hmm. That somehow just doesn't seem right. Right. And the thing is, people complain about the government, but they don't really want to change the government such that the government could fix this. Congress could pass a bunch of laws regulating all these private industries and capping what they're allowed to charge, but then we would be a little bit more of a socialist country than a capitalist country. So if you like capitalism, you can't really bitch about people being out there trying to make money. And how do you make money? You get it from other people. Right. Right. I mean... Right. It's just like, yeah, you want affordable this, affordable that. 
well, then we all have to pay more for it in our taxes. And you have to let the government run it because the government controls the purse strings. Ex- purse strings. Except under Trump, where he declares national emergencies and thinks he can just take whatever money he wants <laughs> to do whatever he wants. It's good stuff. I know. It is interesting because... He's getting sued because I think they're saying his action, like taking the money, would violate Congress's spending power, maybe, under the Constitution. Like, Congress, as part of the checks and balances, is who is supposed to control the money. Right. So, anywho, but, yeah, again, I think... I, I would really like to talk to my parents, although I'm not sure <laughs> it can be done in any reasonable fashion because they kind of just yell at me. <laughs> um, I'm like, you don't have to yell at me. I'm just trying to listen to what you're saying. But I want to understand why, like the stuff they talk about, I do not see how it affects them at all. So, I'm oh, like, that, that, that. Why are you is, getting so worked up about this? It literally that's doesn't that affect you. That's something that happens to all of us as we get older. I, I don't I'm like it. it. with my parents. It's like, they're really, really, really mad at Trump. And I, I, that's fine. That's fine. A lot of people are. But yeah, I think that's that not age specific. <laughs> that's not age specific, but the things they're complaining about, it's like, that doesn't affect you. Okay, so, but does what they care about are, are the reasons it does affect how their kids though like they, oh. they worry they worry about the future of this country okay yes yeah, so kind of high level yeah and the principles that everything was kind of based on and they saw so much happen in their lifetimes because they really did right i mean there's a very interesting generation of people and they just think that it's falling by the wayside well, so, but your parents, and okay, this is where I'm going to stereotype and generalize yep. Democrats and Republicans. Yep. So, I would think that people who, Democrats who are offended by Trump, I would think it's because they, on principle, just care about other people. Right. They don't like seeing the less fortunate treated poorly. They don't like seeing kids separated from their parents. They don't like, you know kids not feeling safe in school because they think somebody is going to come in and kill them. Right. So, whereas the Republicans just seem to care about themselves. Right. Like, that immigrant's going to come into this country and rape and murder me. Right. Or, they're taking money from me and wasting it on, you know, immigration judges or, (laughs) like... So, I know that's not true across the board, but that's how it always seems to me when, like... Well, because the Trump, in, well, in this particular grouping of politics, since, since Trump's been in, in office, is you have, he makes sweeping statements, and so therefore people get involved and they get wrapped up in that one statement that blankets right. more than it should. Confirmation bias. Right. So that's that's the problem. And I have to, like, calm my parents down. I'm like, all right, but he said that 
and it makes you angry, but think about the stupidity behind it. Well, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like when I know people get riled up, but then I watch my Republican friends kind of fall under that uh, that statement as well as a positive. They're right. like, they're right. Right. We have to watch that wall, and I'm yeah. like, actually, you kind of really don't. You don't. It's the other like I always go back to yes. my courts and yes. all that stuff, but. I don't know. Well, it's funny because... All right, so I do see... So, obviously, as the president, Trump has more power as an individual in his position than, say, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does in her little House of Representatives seat being one of 40... Excuse me? No. I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, no. Um, So, it's like my parents I told that we were talking last time about the wind and all that so I'm like why are you worrying about her she's can't do anything on her own right and then it's like so funny people are like up in arms because they're saying that she was threatening her fellow Democrats who are kind of going along with whatever it is yeah Trump is doing and I think it's hilarious then, like, that people who are not Democrats are getting up in arms and, like, trying to revile her because of that. I'm like, first of all, if she's attacking her fellow Democrats, what do you care? Right. (laughs) And it's like, uh, you see Trump attack everybody all the time. Right. Do you care about that? If not, then you're kind of a hypocrite in my book. But, and they even said, like Nancy Pelosi was saying the same thing. Right. And really, it was just a warning. It's like, listen, this party is shifting and it's, you people better, you better watch it. When you're up for re-election, you're going to have people stepping forward to unseat you. Right. Right. Which I say, hallelujah. (laughs) I don't know. I think there's this one. I think he's a congressperson. Um, from a southern state, I want to say. And he did say something, or tweeted. Sorry, does anybody say anything anymore? Right. Like he tweeted something interesting. And something along the lines of, you know, he's like, listen, I respect AOC's position. You know, I respect her. He's like, but I think in return, he's like, I think the problem is in return, I don't think she respects me. Right. So that's like a high level uh, yeah. summary of that. But, and I'm like, well, think about it. If you're, hey, how old is she? 29? Yes, she's pretty young. 28 or 29 year old minority female in this country who's just been elected to the House of Representatives. If you're not tough, you're probably going to get eaten alive. I mean, anyway. <laughs> la, la, la. Anyway, so let's get back to school. School. Back to school. Because your parents, your father in particular, yes. agrees that kids oh, starting to rain. Basic no, life skills. No. So I find that interesting because two 
two interesting little things happened in the last couple weeks. One was I went to go drop or talk to. Oh yeah, it really is starting to rain. It's just drizzling. It's not even drizzling. It's dripping. I went to the dog kennel, and the owner was really cool. It was really funny. Interestingly enough, one of his employees walks in to start, you know, their shift, uh-huh. and he starts yelling at the kid. He's like, "Hey, how'd you do in school this week?" And the kid's <laughs> like, "Oh man, I got like a C and something." He's like, "Listen to me." No one cares about the threes and the fours. You got to get the ones and the twos. Those are the people who make it in life. And he's giving him this like whole speech about working hard and what it gets you. And I'm laughing because the other kid behind the counter is laughing and he's going, he does this to him all the time. (laughs) He does this to all of us. Watch it. It's going to get even better. So we're watching this unfold. And now I'm getting involved. Because I'm like, well, I have a 14-year-old, so I can appreciate it. I'm always telling you, you got to work for the A's. Right. And then we started talking about life skills and things. He goes, listen, he's like, college is good. But you know what? You really need to take up a trade. Don't be like, I just need to go work in an office. HVAC people. And he started getting on HVAC people and how much they make. And he's telling this kid to do that. And I had been telling August for a long time, I'm like, you should do like plumbing or electricity. And he goes, no. (laughs) HVAC people get two phone calls a year. People need their heat and they need their minutes, 10 seconds, distance, one mile, pace, 15 minutes, nine seconds per mile, split pace, 15 minutes, 10 seconds per mile. About kids today. Is Generation Z. Yes. Which I guess is our kids. Yes. I do think it's... They're moving away from college. They're already making plans to do a trade. Right. Most of Generation Z has not entered. They're, maybe the beginning of it is just entering college now. Or, right. Because I think it's maybe like 2001. And I thought that but. was interesting because... When, I don't know about you, but like in, in my town, when we were all growing up, we had trade high schools. Yeah, vocational, vocational schools. Vocational schools. Yeah. And a lot of kids did them, and they did well for themselves. And a lot of kids that thought they would do well in college struggled. Right. And I'm looking back on it, and I'm like, wow, nobody pushed you to go to college. It was just like, you got to get out of school, and you got to do something. Okay. You can't be, like, sitting around picking your butt. See, my household, it was never... There was never even a question that me and my brothers would go to college. It was just a given. Right. Uh, My parents were the first in their families to go to college. They're both the youngest. And, uh... But they probably didn't lose sleep over affording it. And that's what faces... I mean, three kids is a lot to send to college. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you mean, I thought you meant when they went to college. Yeah, no, sending you guys. Oh. Uh, I'm sure they worried about it, but my parents managed their money very well. They paid for all three of us to go to college. We didn't have any college loans. Now, my college was relatively inexpensive. I mean, like, when I went there, my tuition was like $15,000 a year. And I had an academic scholarship and a debate scholarship. So, ah, the debate. <laughs> that explains so, lots of things. <laughs> they, 
I didn't even know you could get a, the bait scholarship. Sure. What? Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, when you look at how it's jumped, I think it's it's jumped a thousand percent in twenty years for tuition. It's, it's, it's much more insane. expensive. I saw something. I was thinking about our and I wonder what drove that capitalism and people inside those institutions yeah. wanting more money for you know the higher ups right. the teachers want more money the athletic programs want more money yeah so yep. it's oh. capitalism I don't like think we're going to get two two laps in no <laughs> it will stop I must keep going I have I'll be eating and drinking a lot for dinner tonight. Oh, okay, nice. So, like, have to try to fast until then. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about this. I think my stress level has gone up, so all of my good habits are falling by the wayside. Yep. Like, I'm not getting enough exercise. I mean, there was, like, one little chunk of time recently where I was like exercising twice a day. Right. I'd be like walking and then I'd do my elliptical. I'm so tired now. Yeah, something's up. I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm ready to bed for bed 8.30. Yeah. Well, for me, I don't usually, I mean, I take iron, so I don't think my iron is low. But It could just be simply how much you're doing and how much traveling you're doing. Maybe. And it's all kind of catching up with you. Just have... Yeah, like when I get stressed. Yeah, and you've been stressed. I have been stressed. I have uh, a lot of stress. Come on. But, um, yeah. yes, or anywho, it's all. Last couple times I've brought Winston out. I shouldn't say that. It was like over the weekend or last week. Uh-huh. It would just, the skies would open up and start pouring. Uh, we would have to walk around in the pouring rain. Yep. And it was bad. Well. <laughs> I mean, one time we had to, like, sit underneath the school overhang. So we yeah. could just stay Wait out of the out. rain. Because he doesn't, like, really. He doesn't mind the rain. But when it's pouring, Poor. he can't see. I know. Poor little guy. <clears throat> he needs, like, a little visor. <laughs> a little doggy visor. Oh. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I, well, so I'm not wearing my rain gear now, even though I have a good rain thing from our Switzerland trip. Ugh. Have to now that I am going to Alaska this summer, which is kind of crazy. Oh my, yeah, my, so you're definitely doing this. We booked the flight, so Woo! um but I mean you had to drain your savings account. Exa- I had so. to <laughs> promise our next born child. <laughs> Naomi will have to go to community college for the first two years. So yes. We have a friend who is booking flights to she's going away to uh, yes. Europe. And she mentioned something in a text over this morning that was interesting. The booking agent over there in Germany gets the flights cheaper than we get them here in the States. On the same airline. On the same airline. Seems like an interesting loophole. I yeah. wonder if it works that way like in other countries. Right. Like if you're going to France, can you find a French travel agent to book you a flight. Yeah. It's kind of funny to me that they let it originate in the U.S. Like you'd think Delta would catch on to that, but right. I guess they don't know that you didn't fly over on some 
other airline, except it is a return ticket. Right. So, I don't know. It is weird, though, isn't it? Yes, I guess we'll see what happens if it's actually booked. Yeah. But I uh, have to look into, I guess, maybe some rain gear for my children, which this is just like, this is the thing. These trips to, like, unusual destinations for you. Yeah. Like, you don't have the right attire, and so then the trip just becomes even more expensive. So we are looking at um, renting a... So there's seven of us, four adults, three kids, but the three kids are now too big to squish into the third row of an SUV. Oh, okay. Especially because, you know, there'll be times when we're in the car for several hours at a time. Gotcha. So... We're looking at renting one of those huge passenger vans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, it would be more fun because everyone would be able to be in there together. Right. Um, but we have to... My friend has to ask her husband, who is also my friend, but is kind of a control freak, <laughs> how he feels about that. And really, Jonathan should be doing all the driving because he's a much calmer person. Gotcha. Like this other friend gets agitated Yeah. on the roads. I have to, by the way, I have to always watch what I say in front of your daughters. Because I can get really agitated real They're quick. They're not, you will, there's nothing you can do that will surprise them. Nothing. <laughs> they, I hate it when people, I'm in line, I'm try, at a light trying to make a left, and somebody goes over the double lines to get around me. I know. To get to that left. And I'm like, dude, that is so dangerous. <sighs> and part of you wants to block them and force them to stay in that other lane yeah. and accept the consequences. Yes. Mob of consequences. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, so, okay. So, you're thinking about a minivan or whatever those things Passenger are. van. Passenger it's like van. It's like a 12-person passenger van. Sweet. But we'll see. But the thing is, all right, so it's expensive. Like, yeah. for, for nine days, I guess, and that's if we pick it up the day we get in, which... We don't even need it that day because none of us get in until, like, late afternoon, early evening. Okay. Um, it's, like, $2,200. For the week? No, for the nine days. Oh, okay. All it's, right. And then they put, like, $550 of taxes. That's included in the $2,200. <gasps> so we'd split it. Right. So, I mean, I guess that isn't that bad, but still, it's just... Everything adds up. We don't have any accommodations yet. Right. My friend, who's the itinerary queen of the world, works on all this stuff and then just tells us how much we owe her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's just hard. I think a lot of stuff is already sold out. Right. Like, we're talking about doing... I don't know if it's this, like, a small loop. Like, Anchorage... Denali, Seward, or Anchorage, Seward, Denali, one way or the other. We're not going to go as far up as Fairbanks and the uh, quote-unquote North Pole. Right. Because that's just just a little further, too much driving. So, but I'm excited that we're doing it on land because I didn't want to do a cruise. Um, I'm like, if I'm going to Alaska... With this friend, I want to go on an itinerary that she plans. Like, there's this town in between Anchorage and Denali. I don't... 
I'm going to mispronounce it probably. It's like Talkeetna, oh. I think it's called. And it has a cat for a mayor. <laughs> so her son learned this and we're like, oh yeah, that's a definite stop. <laughs> we don't know that there's much to do there, but... Gotcha. But she always finds interesting things. Like, I think in Anchorage is the world's largest chocolate fountain. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're going. So, oh yeah, that's at the top of the list. <laughs> but, we'll see. We were actually looking at, like, renting RVs oh, yeah. to accommodate the accommodations issue. Right. But... Other people didn't seem as keen on that. They're like, uh, you know, you have to like flush your own waste. To like empty your own waste. What? Oh, I gotcha. I'm like, what? I'm like, well, that can be a man job. Yeah. So, just saying. That can be a man job. (laughs) But we'll see. We're like laughing that our kids are gonna be like our little luxury children. Yeah. When the accommodations are not up to our usual standards, they're just going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Or they might love it. Uh, my children will not love it. Oh. First of all, they're going to die, but there probably isn't good Wi-Fi. Yeah. Or maybe even cell coverage. <clears throat> but, oh my goodness. As of yesterday... It was 111 days and 8 hours until check-in. Wow. <laughs> wow. According to Delta. Excellent. And I'm like laughing because the way we had to do it to get it to only cost a small fortune was Jonathan and I are on the same reservation paying for our tickets because we want the miles. Right. And Naomi and Vivian's tickets were purchased with miles. But because of that, they have to be on a separate reservation. And it's always a problem, been a problem for us at the airport, when the kids' reservations aren't linked to ours. It's like, how do we know this is your child? Right. And I told Jonathan, did you ask the person to link them? And he said, yeah, and she had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, well, call back. Because Jonathan, our flight... Our travel, a lot of the times, is so convoluted that he just has to call right. Delta and book it. Yeah. I always hesitate on booking things, even though I wind up being the person to do it all. When I worked full-time, I had to make a lot of travel arrangements, and my, boy, my one boss was very, very specific in that he wanted to use miles for the upgrades. Right. And his wife as well. Yep. So it was always like, I'd have to call the airline. Looking back on it, it really wasn't a big deal. But at the time, it was I always worried. Yes. Like, because, is it going to work? Is it going to work? Well, and I think they've become more restrictive over right. the years. Like, between us, Jonathan and I have 12 upgrade certificates to first class. Right. But they only allow, even if there are seats in first class, there's only, they only allow a certain number to be redeemed. Right on a flight and if you aren't one of those people that redeemed it you're out of luck so I'm just like this is ridiculous we have status we have upgrade certificates my first grade companion certificate is only good in the lower 48 states so can't get me to Alaska 
but yeah, so we're flying direct from Atlanta to Anchorage. Then on the way back, we're stopping in Seattle for a day. Okay. So we're spending a day in Seattle, and then we have a very early morning flight out from Seattle to Atlanta. Okay. The next day. That's going to be the brutal one, probably. Right. <laughs> okay. So, and then, yeah, now I just have to figure out what I'm doing with this BVI sailing charter that I'm not going on. Yeah. I mean, you and I discussed it yesterday, so unless you think, you know, you have somebody that would be interested in going with you, you can see I it's kind of cost. I couldn't costly. do it with my girlfriend because that would be seven and right. for six. Time, so 30 minutes, 21 all, seconds, might be distance, 2 miles, pace, right. 15 minutes, 10 seconds well, per mile, split, May, right? pace, July. 15 July, minutes, right. 10 it's 4th seconds It's 4th of July week, July 1st to July 4th. Well, that's exciting. So, um, yeah, well, you know what, send me the details and let me just, let me be nosy about it and see. Yeah, so the thing is, I would have to get permission to assign. Right. The contract over to you. It does. It just says it's non-assignable without permission from the owner. Right. So I'm always like, if somebody really thinks they're interested, I'll ask. Um, but even then, it would be because for them, they're. I mean, my thought process is they might just say no because they weren't the company we bought it through, and they're doing right. a favor to the other company and right. operating it at a, a loss right. to them. So, but I also figure the longer I wait to tell them, yeah. then the less chance they can rebook it. And then they might want to transfer it just to make the money anyway. But the reality is, okay, if you go with two couples, then each couple can expect to tip around $800 Right. Each, and that's just the tip part. Right. And yeah. like I said, I think you you have to provision the ship. You can't bring like your own food and beverage on. Right. Um. I think it might be cheaper. Like for up to four people, maybe it wouldn't be like twenty one sixty a day. Right. That would be the other thing. I guess I could ask her. Does the price lower if only four people are? on the trip doing half board. And like I said, you don't have to do half board. It might be less expensive. She did tell me, you know, she's like, it varies depending on what people want in terms of food and liquor and stuff. She's like, but she tries to keep it to 30 to $40 per person per meal. (laughs) I don't know. I think if you're provisioning the ship, you have every right to have it provisioned with what you want. Yeah, you're just going to pay for it. Right. And she doesn't have like a... She said she didn't have a provisions list. She said she collects like allergies and that type of information from people. But I haven't been able to figure out if it's more cost effective to do half board or if it would just be better to pay for things separately a la carte right like I think I said half board included air conditioning if you're not doing half board then you have to pay a hundred dollars a day 
or air conditioning. Anyway, <laughs> it would be more fun, I think, if six girlfriends could go. Absolutely. But there's only three queen-size beds, so you'd have to pick people yeah. who can share beds. Right. We don't have a lot of that in our group. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah. but if you had six people paying their way and splitting the costs, then... Maybe it would be worth it. Yes. So. Okay. All right. I would like to look at it just I so will, I can be nosy and check yes, it out. Yes, I will. I will email that oh, to you. It would be nice to look forward to. I mean, I have some trips coming up this yes. summer, but. Oh, you know, I know what you mean. Although, I didn't realize, given our trips, our uh, beach trip, uh-huh. when it actually fell on, that's the week of the U.S. Open. But it's more like at the end of it. Yes. So I'll just have to, if I go to the U.S. Open, I will have to go earlier. Which might, now that I think about it out loud, might be better because you get to see a lot more people practice. You see a lot more people and it'll be less expensive. Yeah. I mean, I th- okay, so I think, you're right, we're going to be at the beach when they're playing the finals. Right. Semifinals and finals. So really, all right. Yeah. We gotta make sure that this house has ESPN. Yeah, it should. I don't know. Sometimes they don't. We should ask Gianna to check. Yeah. Um, that reminds me. I've gotta dig out that beach chair rental company information that she sent us. It's such a nice trip, and I look forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting this year, just because couple weeks later different slightly different location so yep um, that's right I'm very interested and we'll have to see I have to rack up a lot more miles before I can definitively say whether I'm willing to drive <laughs> no I'm kidding it wouldn't flying to Panama City Beach or Panama City whatever it is does not get that many miles so that's true but I'm already like, dang, I don't think I've done that much flying this year yet. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of miles, but I'm like saving them because I'm like, I want to use them for a trip where I need to fly business class or something, you know? Right. Like, I'm not going to fly business class or first class up in New York City. You can fly. Oh, gosh, no. But it's, which I've done. Well. It's so fun. Not on miles. I don't know. No, well, I do not do it on miles. You know me. I'm... You're talking to the first class diva, so right. I don't know why I'm saying no, but like I would fly to California in first class, that would be worth well, it. Well, so I just flew up to Rhode Island, I flew into Providence, which I can do when I'm going to my parents' house. Um, first class, and it was 46,000 miles. So to me, that was worth it because yeah. the first class ticket would have been like $1,400. Oh, yeah, so but I usually save my miles up for like big international travel. I agree. I agree. Um, Anything over five or six hours. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we have to, uh, this woman, she's not responding to my email. I'm just going to have to call her. The woman who uh, is in charge of this summer program at Georgetown that Naomi's doing, like they haven't given us a detailed schedule. Oh. And that's annoying to me because... 
the day after Naomi finishes this program, we have to be in Massachusetts so that we can start our drive up to Bar Harbor. And so we're like, well, somebody, me or Jonathan, are going to have to fly up to D.C. and get Naomi. Like, we don't know. I mean, I guess she could handle flying from D.C. to Massachusetts by herself. But I'm not sure. We're not even sure if she will fly from Atlanta to D.C. by herself. So, she's never flown by herself. I know other people kids who have flown by themselves a lot. We just aren't that family. Right. I'm always worried that the next 9-11 will happen and my kid will be on a plane and oh die alone. Oh God. Oh God. I know. I'm sorry. That's just. <laughs> so pregnant. I'm sorry. I already just what flying. My... Oh my God. Like seriously. Persista. Hold my hand while I'm flying. Aww. But that only happened after 9-11. Like, I just didn't think much of it. Flying and turbulence, I thought it was fun. I never thought about it. Right. And then 9-11 happened, and it was so close to home that I was like, oh, I can't. Can't do it. Like, it was nice. Strangely enough, it was nice flying two flights to Aruba last year because, or November, whatever, uh-huh. because... It broke it up for me. Right. And each flight was only like two hours or two right. and a half hours. So it was not, not a big deal. I still hate it. <laughs> and I have to drink heavily when I'm on it. I just like... You know, he always <laughs> says he turns over and he goes, why do you have to drink, Mom? Aww. And I'm like, just everybody calm down. Let me get in my zone. Let me get my Bloody Mary. Because I got my nerves. And let me, let me watch my movie and I'll be fine. And that's what I do. I just love it because you can get places. Yes. I like to go places that, you know, you can't get to by jumping yeah, in the and, car. Yeah, and it, it doesn't pre- it doesn't prevent me from going anywhere. My right, dear. you just don't enjoy it. You just don't enjoy it. Yeah. I, this thing came up, I don't know, in probably my social media news the other day. Um, some, there's this man, I'm totally forgetting his name. He's a young man, and he has the Guinness book of world records for being the youngest person to visit all 196 countries. What? Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of flying. Yeah. Although some countries I would think you you get somewhere you knock them out by car or train. Yeah, so, right. Probably not to fly everywhere. But thinking back to miles and travel, I was talking to this woman the other day at lunch and she was saying, you know, she and her husband and her son wanted to go somewhere. Um, it was so funny. She said her husband had 300,000 miles. And in my head, I'm thinking as if, like, don't say that isn't a lot. Right. I mean, yeah. Well. <laughs> but she said the, the way he did it was he, he literally just went onto some site or something and is like, where can I go and get three tickets on 300,000 miles. And so they're going to New Zealand. <laughs> now they have to make two connections. Right. To get... So I think they're flying Atlanta to LA. LA to... Uh, somewhere else in Asia. I can't remember where she said. And then from there to New Zealand. So I'm like, that's a lot of travel. 
And I'm sure those are just coach tickets. But I was like, hey, that's pretty cool though that you can find a place. Like here's my miles. And you can get it done. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know Chris used to work with an executive who, this was interesting. She linked her card to all her bills. And yeah. she paid her bill every month. Yep. And then she'd get the miles. Yep. And I'm like, why don't we do that? <laughs> I know. I guess it's just spending a couple of days linking everything or... Well, sometimes paying. certain things won't take. Right. Like we have American Express and Jonathan uses his debit card a lot. And I'm always telling him, don't do that. Put it all on American Express. Right. And because of his age, he claims he's uncomfortable using credit cards because when he was growing up, you just didn't use them. Right. So. Chris doesn't like using them either. I'm like, well, I'm like, first of all, you never let your debit card out of your sight. So you should never use it to pay a bill where they're walking off with it. Right. I'm like, if you want to stand there and scan it, swipe it and type in your pin or, you know, I'm like, okay. I'm like, but it's literally doing nothing for us. Right. When you use your debit card. And so he's getting better. I think about that after me nagging him. Lord knows how many times. <laughs> but then I was talking to another friend. I was like, oh man. I mean, we have so many, we should be Bank of America royalty. First of all, we have like four accounts with them. But I guess there is something like if you don't use your debit card a certain number of times a month, then they charge you a fee or something. Huh. I'm trying to look that closely at that. Right. But I'm like, maybe it was never relevant because Jonathan uses his debit card everywhere. Yeah, I but. need to like remember to use Ebates. I always forget. Oh. And you gotta get cash back. Like now there are several of those. Yeah, I'm never I'm never good about that either. I think you I make a lot of money back. Did it once. You're always on Amazon. I know. And you give a lot of cash back. If I look Well, so whenever I shop on Amazon, I mean I use my I have an Amazon Visa. Right. So I do get you know, points right. that are dollars that I then apply to my orders and whatnot. But yeah, I just try to use American Express and my Amazon Visa, and that's it. But there you go. I know. So I try to track our spending. It's too much to have so many different places. Yeah. To have to check it because I have a spreadsheet uh, where I categorize everything, see where our money's going. But I'm always behind on doing that because it takes a lot of time. Right. Yeah. We use our American Express for everything, but like, you know, car payments and mortgage. Uh-huh. Uh, but so it's pretty easy to track. And Chris, we have two different cards, you know, so yeah. it tracks my expenses. Me and Jonathan do as well. So it's easier to do it that way. But it's all pain in the ass. It's all BS anyway. <laughs> it is. Oh my God, I can't believe it's Friday. Today went really, I mean, this week went really fast. Did it. 
It did. I just lose track of time. I know. I'm I, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should come come work with you. Yeah, just why like, not? You know, sit in that office and hang yeah. out while you work. Get your little desk. I could sing and dance for you. You could. Time, 45 minutes, 44 seconds. Motivated. Distance, right. 3 miles. Happy pace, 15 minutes, 14 someone. seconds per mile. <laughs> <And I> Split, <laughs> okay, pace, 15 minutes, 23 seconds During per mile. During luncheon, uh -huh. we were getting revved up. Yes. And telling me what to do. Yes. I was like, Was I, that tennis related? Yes. Okay. I was loving it. <laughs> I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, well, I was more saying it, you know, for the group benefit, but I guess I was just directing it towards you. Yeah. Figuring you would be most receptive and or forgiving. I need to have a little bit more babs in me. And and my husband, because he was like, I was telling him the conversation later, and he goes, yeah, why didn't you listen to babs? Yeah. That's the way you got to be. Yep. I'm like, I know, but there's no reason for you to yell at people in life. Like, why do you have to reach that level? It's just not. Well, if they're not hearing you. You're right. I don't know. Right. We shouldn't have to be yelling at each other, Babs. There shouldn't be that much anger in the world. Well, there's yelling at somebody for what they're doing and yelling just, you know, because. <laughs> well, because, like, you're riled up about something, but it's not at the person. Right. You're just getting loud. There's being loud and yelling yeah and to me they're two separate things in my humble opinion all right good job us yahoo it's just as long as we see the red moving a little yeah but i'm gonna good. go like this because i don't want people to come over and think we're recording them oh but then gotcha. i'm gonna have to go like that because my patriots case might offend people I'm not offended. Not you. <laughs> Lesser people. Oh my gosh, of course I need my phone actually, so I forgot about that part. Um, I actually was uh, listening to Conan O'Brien with Adam Sandler. Yeah, the one I told you to listen to. Yes, but there was no mention of David Spade in there. Yes, there was. No, I listened to the whole thing this what? morning. They talked about everybody else but him i'm gonna have to peruse then yeah. it must have been before that maybe by the it time adam came one. on the show he was like i better stop bad mouthing him it's gonna get back to him oh maybe maybe i'm gonna research know. this yes please do because i want to listen to it i just didn't I hear know. it oh gosh unless i'm crazy but why would i make that up about david that's Spade? random i have nothing against yes him. <laughs> that would be so random but they were talking about how adam showed up at his house because they live kind of right next door to each other and adam and conan do yes oh and I don't remember that. Conan was actually in the middle of watching a Patriots game because he's from Yes. Well, really so many of the funniest people are, as we've said before. Uh, yes. Jay Leno, mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, yes. come on. It's like we kind of have like a market there. So. Right, right. Um, New Jersey's probably a close second. <laughs> yeah, it We'd has have to, to do the research. We'd have to do the research. Who I, is I, from Jersey, though? A oh bunch of people. Oh, my God. Like, Okay. Willis and right, DeVito. And... All right, DeVito I'll give you, but Willis and Travolta aren't Frank comedians. Oh, no, guys. great people. I'm just talking about funny people. Like, oh, there's a yeah. lot of comedians. That, well, that's what I'm trying to think yeah. of. Because like, yeah. like, I, th I think of other late night, like, where's Jimmy Kimmel from? 
actually think he might be from Massachusetts as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe. Um, or like David Letterman. I don't know where he's from. Uh, yeah, we'll have to look it up. Like Mindy Kaling is from I'll Massachusetts, and I think now. she's one of the funniest human beings on the face of the planet. <laughs> Who, Mindy? Mindy Kaling, yeah. Who's that? Um, she's an actress, an Indian American actress. She was in the Mindy Project. I think she was also oh, on The Office. She follows me on Twitter. Or she either wrote on The Office. I know who she is. Yes, I know who she is. I know who she is. <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah, I love her. Okay. You know who I don't love though? Who? Come on. Donald you know Trump? it. Yes. Thank you. Uh, he's lost a lot of love. Uh, I have a little quick update, though. I don't even though. know that he really ever had any. <laughs> he has a lot. Come on, you remember on the walk, I shared with you what the person posted who was like, basically, I'm going to vote for him again. But anyway, oh, all right, we don't okay. need to spend a lot of time on this. Sorry, you know, I get distracted by shiny objects that pop up in front yes. of me. But we were talking, I think, about his national emergency, and a bunch happened since our yes. last walk. And so last week, last Friday, the 15th, um, you know, uh, there was a resolution that Congress passed. The resolution against his emergency declaration was a stunning bipartisan rebuke to Trump, but lawmakers currently do not have the votes to overturn his veto. And then I heard he did veto it. So the House um, was trying to stop his national emergency declaration, right. where he's taking the money. Them then he vetoed them, yes. And it said. So he, now what? Well. This is well. So there's also the lawsuit. Sixteen states are suing him. Nice. Uh, the lawsuit, California at all, the Trump at all Who do says they sue exactly. Do they sue the president of the United States? Like how does that yeah. work? Yeah. Oh okay. I mean, so him personally? No. Well, him in his capacity as president, not personally. Okay. I'm but, sorry, I keep No, that's okay. I have lots of questions always. That's all right. You can have questions. <laughs> but so the lawsuit says that there also could be problems, by the way, with this lawsuit that have nothing to do with the issues that they're trying to get at. And okay. that could be one of those very things. Gotcha. Like, is this something about which yeah. you can sue a sitting president or something like right. that? Right. Like, right. Okay. So... The lawsuit says that the plaintiff states are going to court to protect their residents, natural resources, and economic interests. It says, contrary to the will of Congress, the president has used the pretext of a manufactured crisis of unlawful immigration to declare a national emergency and redirect federal dollars appropriated for drug interdiction, military construction, and law enforcement initiatives toward building a wall on the United States-Mexico border. So that's what the lawsuit's saying. And they're saying, you're harming us by doing this. And so what is the harm specifically? Um, well, first of all, he is taking money, additional pots of money. Okay. So he's taking $600 million from a Treasury Department asset forfeiture fund, which is supposed to go for law enforcement priorities. Taking that much money away is arguably making us all less safe as a country if law enforcement needs money for their priorities. Right. About $2.5 billion from a military anti-drug account, most of which would be siphoned from other military programs the Pentagon has yet to identify. So he's taking money away from the drug war, probably like the ports that you're talking about. Right. Oh. And $3.6 in military construction funds he said he could redirect by invoking an emergency power statute. So now he's taking money away from the military for like possibly their bases or military housing. Like who knows? This so he's taking like, all this money away. Right. And so, the people who are supporting the wall, it's like, well, where do you think the money's coming from? Right. Do you think those people would be happy to know it's coming from law enforcement, the drug war, and the military? 
I don't think that's what they would want it no. to be coming from. No. And I think if they realized it was coming from that, would they change their priorities, perhaps? <laughs> and here's the thing. So presidents have invoked emergency power statutes nearly five dozen times since Congress enacted the National Emergencies Act of 1976. But never before has anyone has one been used to make an end run around Congress after it rejected funding for a particular policy. So I think that's because usually the national emergencies are and there are still some current from like previous president's administrations and it, they're always like fo- outward facing foreign like to prevent people from supporting like the war in Yemen or terrorists in right. Afghanistan okay. or like, you know, there was one that Carter put into place when he was president to prevent Americans like having business dealings with Iran while we had the hostage crisis. And so that's a national emergency because it's something outside the norm. Like in this country, we don't usually try to control what people can do with their money if it's not illegal. Right. And we don't make it illegal per se to do businesses with other countries. Right. But sometimes we feel for national security, we need to. Right. And so really I scanned back through like a list of them and it's really I mean there's still some from Obama, Bush, Clinton, H.W. Bush yeah like some expire and the interesting thing is like they have to be renewed every year by the president who's currently in power right so Trump has already been renewing like some Obama right (laughs) (laughs) but so well that's why I, I laugh because for the longest time, I thought, oh, well, but, you know, from what you might hate about them, uh, President Trump, he's getting a lot of work done. Right. And then I did the research, right. and I found out how many bills he actually signed into yes. legislation, but they of the 94 of them, uh, as of December 1st, uh-huh. it wound up being like 45 of them were things that he had to renew. Right. Right. So he was keeping things going. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. I mean, yes. more than more than half. Well, first of all, he had a he had he controlled Congress for the first two years of his presidency, so he should have been able to accomplish a lot during right. that and time. He didn't. And I don't know that he did. It's like I think he did at that point, as of December first, two thousand eighteen. He was already, I think, fifteen. 10 to 15 bills behind Obama at the same time. I believe it. And you could probably go back to every single presidency, Republican or Democrat, and you'd find the same thing. Because the man doesn't work. Right. And I think that a lot of people thought he was getting a lot done because he loves the photo op. Yeah. So everything he signed in, he had a photo op. Yes. That's right. Every single time. You're like, "Mm, not every president has a photo op every single time. Especially if they're signing crap that's the same over and over every four years. (sighs) Well, I know we talked about this in a previous podcast and then we'll put him to bed because we have much better things to talk about right now. But The fact that um, we're in a restaurant right now that we've never been in. That's right. (laughs) Um... But, all right, now I completely forget what I was going to say. There's something about Trump, right? Yeah. But you what? You're going to put him to bed. I was going to put him to bed. Damn. All right, we can go. I'll just put him to bed anyway, I guess. Yeah. That's literally how my brain works today. If, if I get slightly off path, I'll never remember. It happens. All right. I'm going to just... I feel more comfortable now if I just check. But... Okay. So, anyway, yeah. We were talking about something before that little diversion. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, well, we can say where we are. We're at a local restaurant. Local place that has, oh, I, when did it open up? Like six months ago or longer? I think longer. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, like maybe a year. 
Yeah, it used to, and it's changed hands many times. Yeah, this used to be a Mexican place. Mm -hmm. But actually, you know what? Wait, has it changed? Has this one? This may only be the second thing here. The first? Oh no, there was one more in between, wasn't yeah, and there? Yeah, there was a, another Mexican place. So okay, that's right. First one Mexican tea, thing, and right? Then the then one the second blue, one, blue again. right? And then this place. Which don't you think it's kind of? I, I guess I'm surprised that a Mexican place didn't do better here. But we have the one across the street, which I don't know is known to be that good. And then we have the one in down, like downtown yeah. crab apple mm-hmm. we have a lot of them here yeah i, I just like, figured this one would work because yeah. big neighborhoods people could walk to drink their margaritas and right. walk home but you know what i think it was doing fine except i think the owners raised the rent and when you start raising the rent then it's very difficult for you to yeah i mean you have to have a banner well that's day true. and night every day because i think the i don't i mean the location that was originally here I think has restaurants somewhere else now. Maybe up on Windward. Or, yeah, we went. Yeah. Remember, we went to that one restaurant for our last. Um, I thought that was secret And it was right next door. Oh, okay. Because I said, "Oh no, this is where it went right. to." Yeah. I don't. So or just, I don't know if it moved or is that was just another location. Yeah, it didn't. But I do like that place. Yeah, I do. No, I mean, I guess I probably didn't come here all that much when it was, but sometimes. I don't know. But anywho. Um, we always came here after tennis. Oh, okay. Because so, they had those extra large margaritas that you could nice. never finish. Nice. I bet I could finish it. I bet I'm you could. Kind I'm of pretty, a champion margarita drinker. I'm confident you could have. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one of those margarita makers? Yeah. I should have known. Yeah. Of course I, I do. I break it out this summer and have of a barbecue. I do. Frozen margarita maker. Jonathan yeah. knows how to do it. Nice. I guess I know how to do it too. Although sometimes I miss a step and then I break things. <laughs> can we make other things in there? I think so, yes. I think you like can make any, any frozen drinks wow. probably if you wanted to. Dude. Yeah. Pina Dude. coladas. Oh, I love uh, penis colossus. I like pina coladas. <laughs> That's why I wanted them to turn down the music here so that I could sing on my own. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad um, to hear you sing. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I'm struggling. But wait. All right. So before we, we got, got distracted, yes. I know you have this great topic of conversation and I just had to be AR and get my update in. Um, I think it was really just about where we are. So oh, that was, okay. It wasn't a great topic. It was it just a topic. Okay. Well, we'll have but, more well, You know what? Read off the list of things that I we know, had to... Right? Uh, yes, please. I could be right out. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think... Wow, because the anti-college thing, but I feel like we kind of yes, covered that in travel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's funny, when we were talking on that podcast, I totally diverted the conversation. We were talking, talking about not college, but I... Well, you we shifted we, to we, vocational schools. We shifted to vocational Which schools. Which is relevant. Yes. And the story about the... Right. Kennel and the kennel employees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I probably have more to say on that topic eventually, but. I'm all about it. I just think uh, that it's a slippery slope to going back to saying the government <laughs> shouldn't help people afford to go to college. Right. Because, as I said, when we were walking, then that just keeps the less fortunate 
disenfranchised from the opportunities that more privileged. I was thinking about this because you were like talking about how capitalism has been a negative, or or not. I'm summing. I'm summing it up. That's not how you put it, but in terms of education, well, capitalism has consequences that you have to be willing to accept. It does. But I guess my question is, how do you get around all that? Like, how do you prevent these colleges? And because you can't in a capitalist society where private businesses run. I mean, the reason why state colleges are less expensive than private universities is because they are supported by state taxes. Right. So if you want every single college in the country to have the same thing, then you have to make every single college in the country run by the government. And that's just not going to happen. So the way the government chose to step in was through loans and grants and things like that, that people then have to repay. Right. Um, And there's been a lot of debt forgiveness, though, I've read about. I mean, I think Betsy... What is her name? Devos or Devos? Whoever the horrible education oh, yeah. secretary is, like she's wanted to cut back on that. But you have people defaulting on their loans anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose the argument could be if you can't afford it, you don't get to go. But again, it just goes back to the same thing. Like we're trying to. It's better for everybody in society if we can lift more people up. Oh no, I totally um, agree. Like, and we're just a very big country, though. I mean, smaller countries can do this. Like, Sweden and Finland. Like, these countries that have all this happiness, well, they have fewer people. That's true. (laughs) That's true. And they don't mind being taken care of. So they're like, oh, if I pay 70% in taxes, but I don't have to pay for all this other stuff... Then, yeah, then I'm good. It's it's either or. It's either yeah. you have to be ver- you have to be capitalist, or if you're going to be socialist, you have to find the right way to do it. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. It's too hard. Oh my god! Oh my god! Nice. Um, thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Good. Yeah. Catch up, maybe. Thank you. But yeah, no, it's it's hard. But you know. Good people could figure it out. We should take a picture, probably. I'll let you do that. (laughs) Take a picture of the food. Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. I know, my Tennessee whiskey burger and fries. But that's okay, because we walked here. Yeah. And you're going to walk home. I am. I'm going to get back to my poor poor little Vivian. Oh, she's so yeah. cute. She is so cute. She's trying to be extra helpful. Aw. I know, she's a sweetie. Oh my goodness, but yeah, so. All right, well, let's see. Is there anything else we want to cover in this podcast review? I guess we can talk about our food, my Tennessee whiskey burger. Yeah, and I think I got a fried, fr- green fried tomato BLT. I know, so yours should actually be interesting. From a southern perspective. Uh-huh. Oh, there's this um, page that I think you should follow on Facebook. I think you should talk about it. It's called the Surly Southern Liberal. Okay. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. The Surly Southern Liberal. Yep. I'll have to remember that because I'm off Facebook. Temporarily. Temporarily. Oh, wait. No, you're not. Well, I haven't been on it. The Surly... Is there a such thing as a surly 
Southern liber liberal? I guess so. Don't you think that's me? <laughs> no. I'm not surly. No, you're not Southern. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but technically, I'm in the South. You, well, yeah. That's that true. Doesn't make you a Southerner. That's true. We are one of the Northerners that has taken over. That's right. Um, and there are more of us coming. Always, I guess. Yeah. You can't stop it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to move farther south. No. No. I'm stopping at the Florida border, though. I don't want to live there. Mmm. <laughs> All right, my burger's pretty good. Mm. Mine is good so far. I mean, I'm only eating the salad part, but man, was I hungry. And I don't know why. What'd you do for um, St. Patrick's? Clean the house. Read, read a book. Read Nothing a book? exciting. Mm -hmm. What book? It's called Zen and Gone. I'm not, I finished about half of it. You like it? Yeah, it's really good. I think I found out about it. I think it was written up in um, maybe like the book review of the New York Sunday Times. Oh. And it's a relatively newer author. I think this is her second book. I can't remember her name, but it's you pretty can interesting. Use some zen. Uh huh. Yeah. Zen. I missed my January Zen. <laughs> I looked back. That's when I was working on all cylinders. Mm. Now I'm just suffering. You will. You will. <clears throat> it's getting God. nicer out and the sun is going to be out longer. And that'll help. I hope so. So I've got the TVs behind me and it's really funny. It's a, David Gettleman says Eli Manning is not overpaid and can still play. That's the interesting giant senior VP and general manager. <clears throat> I don't know why anyone would pay Eli Manning to be on their team at all. Yeah, it was kind of like a letdown. I think so. I saw a lot of potential in him, but I don't know. And then Beckham is no longer on the team. I think he was traded to the Browns. Yeah, I think we were trying. Although I don't know if that was a real thing. Thing. <laughs> I didn't looked it up. Wow. So it's funny because. As is always the case with the Patriots, a lot of their good players that went to free agency, they didn't keep. And, like, a lot of memes are going around, and it's funny. like, stop freaking out, people. We do this every year. We rebuild our team. We'll wave to you from the Super Bowl again. <laughs> it's true. As long as they have Brady and Belichick, it almost, almost doesn't matter who else is on the team. Uh, Edelman. I was just going to say, they need him. Uh-huh. He's pretty key. But like, I'm not sure. Yeah, so. It's weird. But the Patriots always find a way. That's their motto. Yeah. All good. We'll see how. how I, I'm actually looking forward to it. I think that the NFL season went too fast this season. Always goes too fast. I hate it. Like, it should be longer. Yeah, why don't they make it longer? They pay these people a lot of money. I know, but it's really hard on their bodies. So? So is tennis, and they play all year round. Yeah, it's not as hard. You're not getting tackled and driven to the ground by, you know, 
Boo. Yeah. I don't know how much more they can play. And then there's that other, not NFL, but other football league that's kind of... Oh, I can't remember what that one is. They're always making another football league, aren't they? Yeah, there's there's been other ones, yeah. I don't know. It's March. We have to live off of, like, tennis and maybe a little baseball right now. Did you get to watch any tennis this weekend? No. It was good. Really good. I might have some of it recorded. I don't even know. Isn't Indian Wells over? Mm-hmm. Was this yesterday. the end of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, can I tell you who was in? Yeah, the well, then I think Novak must have gone out pretty early on the single side. I don't know. Because Jonathan ruined early. that for me sometime last week. Oh. <laughs> but then he was, like I said, he was playing doubles, doubles with yeah. Fanini. But, um, let's see. Um, oh, it was Federer and Team. In the final? Mm hmm. And who won? Team. Really? Mm hmm. Wow. I think in a tie break. That's... No, I'm sorry. He won in the third set. Wow. 7 5. That's crazy. I mean, That's crazy. What about um, on the women's side? You know what? I have no idea. Hmm. But I did watch the women's finals double and the men's finals double and that was all good tennis love it i guess serena wasn't playing indian wells i, I didn't, I didn't see her play her. i yeah. saw venus play but i didn't see her play um i mean that's the tournament that they didn't go to for a number of years because they were treated so poorly really? when they first came on the tennis scene yeah it was like the crowd was racist and really bad i was just gonna say and the I tournament didn't really do anything about it as mm-hmm. I recall and so yeah there was probably a decade or more where they just w- wouldn't play that tournament they only went back within the last couple of years that's crazy to me because Palm Springs isn't that far away it's on their side of the yeah. back of the woods I yeah. should say yeah they're very different from oh sure so yeah it's always disappointing to you know once, often wonder how they afforded all their travel and all that early on. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Sponsors. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just need to get some sponsors? Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll work on that. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm going to survive this week without Jonathan. <clears throat> He'll be back before you know it. Work is a little crazy. Yep. I just try to get through every day. You'll be fine. I'll be back before you know it. Are you Are you guys going away for spring break or are you? Yeah. Remember, we're going down to the Panhandle, and I'm going to take a picture of our September house. Yes. Although I'm kind of frustrated because I don't think the people I emailed about the beach chairs, and I used the same people that we used, haven't responded to me. What? I know. What the heck? Because you know I can't schlep my own chairs down there. No, you should not have to. Alright, I'm gonna say we can say bye for now. Bye for now. If it will stop. It doesn't want to stop recording, Riss. It's not. If you liked what you heard, please follow us on Facebook, A Walk in the Park, on Twitter, at A Wit Podcast, 
on Instagram, a walk in the park podcast, and eventually on YouTube when we get our channel set up. For now, you can head on over to our website, www.awitpodcast.com to access everything. Wherever you find us that you can like, follow, and or subscribe, please do so. We'll be your best friends. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be your best friends. I mean it. We mean it. (laughs) All right. Bye.